What's up, dude? What's up, dude? Ladies and gentlemen, you're surprised. Go ahead. Morning. Ladies and gentlemen, you're going to get a very special double episode of the rollback right now. We're going to do a mini review of Morbius. We thought about doing a full episode, but uh, fuck that noise. Fuck all that noise. Um, I'm going to be very clear. I showed you my, my letterbox review, and uh, I'm going to just read it to you verbatim because that's that's all my thoughts on, on Morbius. <laughs> <clears throat> Watered down, unfun, no stakes, delirious, kind of ugly to look at. It stands for nothing and falls for nothing. It's a movie with a fork in a world of soup. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Where did you get that metaphor? That's so like mean but hilarious. It's 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 how I felt watching the movie. Um, no, the Morbius was just not good, man. It was see, not good. See, and that's funny because I actually didn't hate it. I didn't love didn't it. Hate it, but mm-hmm. I didn't hate it. It was like, oh, this is inoffensive. It's fine. I think um, I like the effects. I like the story to a certain degree. I thought if the villain's motivation had been different, I thought if, my, if Milo's motivation had been different, this would have been a completely different film. Uh, let me pitch this to you real quick. Just imagine this. Yeah. Instead of Milo doing the generic, we're the next step of, of human evolution bullshit. What if he had just been in constant pain and he was just begging Michael, like, just give it to me so I don't hurt. Give it to me so my bones don't feel like glass. Just give it to me that way I can walk for once in my life without a cane or an agonizing pain. And then he takes it and he's like, I can't control myself. And then imagine... Michael has two doses so he can kill himself and his brother, right? Because he wants to be yeah. free of this demon because he feels bad because he feels like he did. Make him actually kill someone like he couldn't control it. And then in the final fight, one vial gets broken. There's only one left. And, it, and his brother says, save me. Like, please release me from this, from this burden, please. And Michael is like, fuck, fine. He kills his brother, releases him. His brother says, thank you. And now Michael has to live with this because he can't recreate that serum. That would actually be interesting and, you know, with effort and with stakes and with uh, tragedy and all the great things that make a great, uh, a great uh, anti-hero because <laughs> Sony is doing this really weird, strange thing where they're trying to convince us like, oh, are they heroes or are they villains when they're just n- neither? Like, and, and, and I knew, I fucking knew this movie was there on arrival when all of the marketing was like, the new Marvel legend, a new Marvel legend comes. Oh yeah, a new Marvel legend. Like, let me, let me compare this to you in, in a way that I, I know someone is bound to, to, be, to be hurt by. Have you ever seen a product that is really bad, but all of the marketing goes, it's made in America. It's American made. Yeah, and they tell you, and, and and they tell you by buying this, you're supporting America. That is what this is. It's a watered <laughs> down of bad product that they're trying to sell you by telling you if you support this, you're supporting Marvel. You're supporting us. You like Marvel, don't you? And it's bad. And I can say that American comparison because in Mexico we do it too. They give us sell shitty products, and they're like, but it's Mexican made doesn't matter it's that's, how you, that's why it's in the discount bin that's why it's in the discount bin that's right yeah um and i was I gonna say, say yeah do you think so did you do you remember watching the very first trailer for this film when it came out like 20 i think early 2020 the first trailer ever since ever since i got back into theaters like mm-hmm. after after getting uh my my vaccine shots get vaccinated uh i 
every single time I've seen the Morbius trailer and every single time I've just been sitting there in the theater, like the fucking Morbius trailer again. And I no, but the first one, the first one with like the classic operatic uh, music yeah. to make him sound like, like an actual, like Dracula and made yeah. him look fucking terrifying, like a horror film, a horror movie. Yeah. That would have been fucking awesome. I that was wish the movie I, I wanted that to see. Yeah, yeah. I remember I saw him. I was like, Oh shit. I think I want to see this. Excuse me. I remember I was in a, I was in a record shop. And Maniki were like having like you were in game. a record shop, yeah. In Corpus what has you, Corpus has things. What were you doing in a record shop? I I wanted to buy a record. What That's record did you buy? I didn't find the one I wanted. Which is the record that you wanted? Don't you fucking judge me. The, I'm not gonna judge you. I just want to know. I didn't know you were you were into that. Taylor Swift's Fearless. I'm being sarcastic. No, no, no. I wanted to. I wanted to try and find. I would have clapped. That's that's like my fourth favorite Taylor record. <laughs> Does she only have like five? She has like seven or eight. Jesus. No. Um. This might be dumb, but it was after I'd gotten like all into to Queen, so I wanted to try and find uh, Bohemian Rhapsody, but like the original, oh, so, the OG one. But so I of the opera. Yeah. Yeah, but apparently that one is like I didn't know this until after I asked the shopkeep. I was like. You all have this one. He's like, oh no, man, we've been sold out. I'm like, oh, how much are they? Like 20 bucks? He's like, no, no, the the ones from the 85, 80s. 40. Yeah. No, no, he said that uh they had just sold one for 85 bucks. Depends if they're if they're, if they're represses or, or or if they're original ones. Uh um, I, I have no clue. But anyway, yeah, I was looking for a record, couldn't find it. We were just shopping around and stuff, maybe looking for gifts, and then boom. Yeah. The Morbius trailer yeah. came out. If, if you want to get into records, uh, download an app called Discogs. It, it's it's going to help you. Um, <laughs> we're so off that the was, now. That was the Morbius review. <laughs> so Okay, but was there anything that you liked about it at all? Like anything? Uh, I, I like I the design. That, I like that Matt Smith was having the fucking time of his life. You could tell he was also having fun. Yeah, like, that was the only thing I liked. <laughs> did you like the design of the characters? Did you like the fight sequences, the freeze frame shots, the no. slow-mo? no nothing no and it's weird because usually i'm the more optimistic one i'm the one that you know finds something to like but god this movie was nothing it was a it was a fart of a whisper of a nothing like it was it was it's nothing like uh like you know uh, at least when we saw venom like venom was at least fun you could tell that venom was like at least a little self-aware this was nothing like nothing. Um, Tyrese has seen it and he sucks. Uh, I don't know. Why the fuck was he even a part of this film? Like there was no reason was for him to be there. Nothing. Um, God, it was just, uh, they did a, such a half-assed Doctor Who reference that I couldn't even appreciate because he was so lazy. Um, what was the Doctor Who reference? So how, how familiar are you with Doctor Who? Zero. Just zero. Okay. Fucking zero. Okay, so Doctor Who is like a character that, you know, he uh, he's kind of like James Bond. Like, every once in a while, he gets played by, by a different actor. But they wove it into the story. It, it's that he has, you know, a certain amount of lives. And when he's about to die, he regenerates into, like, a new doctor. So he mm-hmm. becomes, like, a new, a new actor playing him. And Matt Smith played the 11th uh, incarnation of the Doctor. That's So him going from playing the Doctor into playing uh, a villain in uh, both uh, Last Night in Soho and in this. Imagine. Yeah. Imagine if you saw Jason Sudeikis play the Joker after playing Ted Lasso. Like that is the equivalent. 
like of, um, like flat to like like the yeah the, the jump yeah um, God, because imagine him playing the jump <laughs> I can't see that yeah yeah but yeah so the thing is is that when an actor plays a doctor for the rest of his life he's kind of referred to as the number that he plays the doctor that he plays so David Tennant for example he was in the he was in the Harry Potters he played the 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 tenth doctor. So he he's forever known as Ten. So so like he's in interviews and he's like, hey Ten, like you're like he's a Ten. Uh, there's a scene in Morbius where um, Matt Smith get get asked like they ask him like uh, from a scale of one to ten, how would you rate your pain? And he goes eleven. Oh, and it's like, oh. come on, it wasn't even fun. Like it. <laughs> they tried. They did I their groaned. best. <laughs> I groaned. It was bad. Anyway. All right, let's uh, let's jump into the real meat and potatoes yeah, here. I'm done. Like, <laughs> this is, all right, like um, I'm so glad we don't do we don't do top ten worst of the year anymore because oh god, the least I could talk about this movie, the better. <laughs> all right, and slog. Thank you for welcoming us into your headphones. My name is Chema. I'm Eddie. And this is our top 10 favorite animated films of all time. And this, this is the rollback. Is the rollback. Folks, right. uh, this was a monumental task. Uh, not for me. This was relative. This wasn't too tough. I know for Chema, this was his Mount Everest. This was his Ma- my Mount Everest. And even then, I want to start off this list by saying this is subject to change from week to week. And... This is an and the fact that because like I, I I made a list of like all my favorite animated films, and I tallied up seventy seven movies. Okay, <laughs> okay. Um, and if you allow me, I'm going to give you my runners up, my honorable mentions. All sixty. Of them. All sixty of them. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to go take a bathroom break. Go for it. No, 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 no. You're going to stay. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. kidding. All right. (laughs) Just very quickly. Uh, First of all, The Prophet, an animated version of one of my favorite uh, books of all time. It's wonderful. It's pretty. Watch it. Paprika. Christopher Nolan goes to sleep every night crying because, because he will never be this good. Batman Beyond Return of the Joker. One of the best Batman movies ever made. Porco Rosso, Michael Keaton as a pig. I don't need to say more. Car Captor Sakura, the sealed card. My childhood ended with this movie. Night is short, walk on girl. I've taken drugs that haven't hit the, as hard as this movie. Big Hero 6, it's sweet. Fantastic Mr. Fox, really, really sweet. K on the movie, it makes me want to have a ban. The Garden of Words, never has grooming looked this wonderful. Castle in the Sky. Watch it with kids. It's, it, it, it's, it's lovely. Treasure Planet. Also watch it with kids. It's lovelier. Batman Mask of the Phantasm. Probably the most loyal Batman movie ever made besides the Lego Batman movie. A goofy movie. It's like Lady Bird for Men. The Road to El Dorado. The songs are perfect. Corpse Bride. I grew up an emo kid. Frozen. Over, overplayed? Sure. Great. Yes, uh, the book of life, 
Director Jorge R. Gutierrez once famously said, the tacos of success are dripping with the salsa of failure. And I live by that. Toy Story 1, 2, and 3, a, a, a trilogy does not get more perfect than that. Mariah, I grew up an older brother. I grew up with a dog. I grew up with a complicated relationship with my parents. Of course, I related to this. The Prince of Egypt, if you make me care about anything God-related, you did your job well. The Boy and the Beast, it's like, it's like uh, uh, Karate Kid uh, and, and uh, Spirit Away had a baby, and it's wonderful. Speaking of babies, Storks is funny as shit. The Lego Batman movie, uh, I've talked about it before. The Cat Returns, also watch it with your kids. They're gonna, they're gonna lovely, they're gonna love it if they don't, if they don't turn into furries. My Hero Academia, two heroes and Heroes Rising. They're great if you're a fan of the source material. They're great even if you're not a fan of the source material. Frozen Two, not as good as the first one, but still good. Five centimeters per second made me. Ball my eyes out. Weathering with you was one of the most beautiful animated films ever made. A whisker away. It's great if you're a cat lover. It's great if you if you've ever had a parasocial relationship. Summer Wars. I'm I'm a sucker for I'm a whore for like pretend pretend dating to eventual lovers. Encanto. I want my family to say I'm to say I'm sorry. Bell. I'm afraid for the internet, but I, I love the soundtrack. How to Train Your Dragon. It's like E.T. or like a boy with a dog, but with a dragon. And that makes it great. Isle of Dogs. It's got dogs. Paranorman. <laughs> Paranorman is great if you grew up a really weird kid with really niche interests. The Nightmare Before Christmas. I, I grew up an emo kid. The Wind Rises, Miyazaki's last movie before he retired. It's, it's as wonderful and great. If you ever loved something, loved doing something, uh, this is a movie for you. Mulan, uh, it's got Eddie Murphy as a dragon. Um, Nasuka and the Valley of the Wind. This is, if you have a daughter, this is one of the first movies they need to watch because just trust me on this one. Up made, you, made me cry. Incredibles is awesome tokyo godfathers is one of the best christmas movies ever made one of the most original plots ever uh ratatouille uh makes me hungry every single time wolf walkers that's one of the most beautiful sequences of animation ever wally makes me hopeful about the world my neighbor totoro makes me want to retire and go live in a field the lion king traumatized me as a kid akira makes me hopeful of how cool the future could be House Moving Castle is a great date movie and you should always watch it with your partner at least once. Princess Mononoke uh, makes me believe that humans can do wonders for nature. Perfect Blue is a, a great horror film that is also like animated wonderfully. The Grave of the Fireflies is one of the saddest movies ever made. Awards bubble up like Soda Pop makes me miss those young summer days. Uh, Coraline. It's a great introduction to horror for kids. Song of the Sea. Uh, I don't even have words. It's wonderful. Coco makes me proud of who, of, of who I am and where I come from. Luca. Uh, it was a wonderful marriage between American and Japanese animation, uh, or at least their ideals. The Mitchells versus the Machines makes me hopeful for animation. Kiki's Delivery Service. Um, I watch it when I'm sad and it makes me re-love what I love. I Want to Eat Your Pancreas was one of the saddest, uh, uh, loveliest uh, love stories. Inside Out is wonderful for kids to understand the psychology of thought. 
uh, Whispers of the Heart makes me love, makes me go back to loving writing. And the last one that I had to cut, and not because I didn't want to cut it, but because I can't say anything more about it, is Spirit Away. Consider it to be far away one of the best animated films, one of the best movies ever made. I can't add more to that discourse. It's perfect. It's wonderful. I want to talk about other movies. And that those are my runners up. So I need you to do me a solid. Sure. Go to Instagram and look at our story. What did you do? Go, go to the rollback story. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Folks, if you see this. <laughs> <laughs> this mofo legit doing that, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> so question. Did yes. you hear anything I said? A lot. You, oh, no, I was listening the whole time, but I was just like, Jesus Christ, there's so much. I you reminded me of some films animation. I forgot I had seen. Damn it. You, you, well, actually, you actually revamped like, my honorable mentions list. My top 10 is solid for me. Like I know which top 10 I want to have there. But okay. like, I just added a few extra honorable mentions because I'm like, oh, yeah, I forgot about that movie in this movie. All right. Oh, man. Uh, should I go over my honorable mentions? I have fewer Please than you. Please do. Please do. All right, I'm gonna give you a break for a sec. Uh, so first one is a uh, is a weird choice, but it's weird because a lot of these movies, I have incredible experiences. Maybe watching them for the first time, and because of that first experience, I love watching them every time I see them following. First okay. one would be Wallace and Gromit: Curse of the Were Rabbit. Nice, weird movie, weird stop motion animated film, but like I loved it. I, I loved it because first time I saw it, it was a school day. I woke up at 5 a.m. for some fucking reason. I don't even remember why, but I was like, huh, I'm going to watch TV at five o'clock in the morning. So I get a bowl of cereal. I turn on the TV. I start changing channels. I end up on HBO. And what are they showing at five o'clock in the morning? Wallace and Gromit curse the were-rabbit. These characters I've never seen. I was like, oh, this could be interesting. I just caught it right when it started. So I saw the whole thing from beginning to end and I loved it. Like, I don't know why it was just, it was a good experience for me. So, I mean, I feel like, I feel like everyone has the best experience watching that as a kid. Like, yeah, like for some reason, I feel like everyone our age, like watched it as kids and we all loved it. Like it was just the right amount of weird and the right amount of like, it was just the right amount of stupid, but it was funny. Yeah. 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 Um, I'm going to hit you with a shocker right now because it's too easy. The Toy Story trilogy. No way. Yep. You're not putting it on the list because it'd be too easy. How, who amongst you don't know that that's my favorite. That's like, we did a top 10 personal list. And I think that was my number one was Toy Story. Cause it, that, it made me love film. Yeah. But at some point, like you got to start talking about new shit. I don't want to be every other top 10 list of like fucking watch mojo or what culture yeah. of like number one toy story. Like, no, I like, yeah, look, it's my spiritual number zero. Like, let's let's leave it at that. All right. Uh, did I did I surprise you? I did. It did. I was hey. convinced that was gonna be your number one, but okay. Nope. It's a secret number zero. Uh all right. Uh Mega Mind also uh an important lesson. Such a fun movie, but also it teaches an important lesson. Yeah. Uh I found myself cheering for him so much and like, you know, just because you're you're a villain doesn't mean that that's who you have to be. You don't have to play the part that people cast you as. Yeah. Is it, is it a bit hokey? Yeah, sure. Like does every other kids movie try to teach that lesson? Yeah. to some degree, but it does such a great job of doing it. Also, I love the spectacle of it. Like if there's anything I take away from that, you know, 
yo, you're a villain, but not very super. Well, what's the difference? Presentation. Like, ah, how do you not love that flamboyantness? Have you ever seen it in Spanish? No. <laughs> it's better. <laughs> like, just trust me on that one. It's better. <laughs> I, I, I'm not one to argue. Uh, All right. The Incredibles. Uh, I can't look. Do I like The Incredibles? Yes. But I can't put it on our top 10 just because I have a crush on the mom. Like, I can't do that. I'm joking. I'm half. Joking. I knew that was the, no, the internet. The internet. The internet knows. Anyway, uh, this is a weird one, but I liked it. Chicken Run. Again, great memories. No, of- I get it. I get it. Yeah. It, but I remember watching it. Uh, that was the movie that we could goof off to and watch while the teacher was grading papers back in back in uh, elementary school. Yeah. So I probably saw it like thirty times in one year, but it never got old because that's the fun time when the, when you walk into the yeah. portable and you see the you see the TVs up. Yeah. You're like, yes, easy day. Also, it was like a dark movie to see as kids. Like, <laughs> one of my favorite one-liners is from that movie. It's when when they're gonna choose what chicken to kill, and one of them goes like, "I was like, I could see my my life, like that's running through my-, my eyes. It was boring." <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's funny though. Yeah, <laughs> it um, was quite boring. Yeah. <laughs> um, a film that you actually showed me. Uh, my Hero Academia, Two Heroes. Oh, shit. Nice. Yeah, it's actually pretty badass. And again, like, I think I still want, I need more time, but I yeah. want to watch all of My Hero Academia. Be- made possibly because of this film, the Double Detroit Smash is awesome. And I'd yeah. be lying to you if I didn't say I put it on my headphones once in a while when I'm doing weights. Because how does it not hype you up? Uh, uh, you say Ron goes hard. Yeah. Yeah, that's, you're yeah. not wrong. Yeah. Uh, there's Hercules from Disney. Uh, Hercules. Yeah. It's such a good movie. Also better, think, in, also better in Spanish. I think I saw it in theaters, actually. I'm not sure. I might have been too young, but the Go the Distance song, like, genuinely, mm-hmm. like, gets me in the heart every time because it's just this kid trying to do the right thing, trying yeah. to better himself. Like, I, I like it. I like stories like that. Mm-hmm. Goofy movie, great coming of age story. You're right. Like you said, that everyone should watch from adults to kids. Um, Eat for men. Yeah. See, the crazy thing is, though, is like when I was a kid, I was on Max's side. And now that I'm older, I'm like, fuck you, Max. Your dad just wants to spend time with you, you piece of shit. Yeah. Like, he's a good father. That's uh, the good thing about that movie. It really makes you see both sides. Yeah. It, it does, though. Um, yeah. Which it, it's, you know, props to the filmmakers. I, I'm going to assume none of them were teenage boys when they made this film. So the fact that they were able to get a good balance, props. Yeah. Also, the soundtrack goes hard. Yes, it does. Especially, you know what I found myself jamming out to after I was doing this list? I remember that. Eye to Eye? Yeah. It's a great song. (laughs) Nikki caught me trying to do the perfect cast. And she was like, what are you doing? I'm like, don't worry about it. It's the perfect cast. (laughs) Uh, Wreck-It Ralph. I legit teared up at the end. Because I I didn't think that they were going to do a sequel to this. And I thought, do they have the balls to kill him? So when 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 he's going down with his fist, he's like, I'm a bad guy. But that's that's okay. not bad. Yeah, yeah. Being bad is oh good. Can Just be- because you're bad, don't mean you're bad guy. Yeah, <laughs> like like I found myself like getting watery. Like, is he gonna die? Because I I I thought does Disney have the balls to do this? Under the Undertaker streak had just ended. The world seemed full of possibilities. Now anything could really happen. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I am. Oh God! I would have put your head in a toilet if we had met as kids. Okay, 
<laughs> no, keep going, keep going. You could try. <laughs> there's two, there's two more. Uh, yeah. These two you reminded me of, which I remember really enjoying. Treasure Planet? Yeah, um, great. So what happened to Disney Animation? In the early 2000s, they did this all this experimental realistic shit, and it was great. I don't know why they ever stopped. It made no money. Fucking assholes. Uh, and finally, hey, I paid for both these two, these two films. Yeah. Treasure Planet and Atlantis, The Lost Empire. Really good. Both like, really good. Amazing. Also, that, but that ending horrified me. When the guy is like turning into stone, and he's like, ah, and the smoke coming yeah. out of his eyes. Just like, oh, that genuinely scared me. Why they had to do a direct-to-DVD sequel, I'll never know. I wish they hadn't. But such a great film from beginning to end. Also, very underrated steampunk movie. People don't mention that. It is also steampunk. better in Spanish. How many of these films are, you know what? No, these films are better in English. Fuck you. Okay. It, no, the, the English stuff is not bad, but they're better <laughs> in Spanish. <laughs> I'm just going to say that. Maybe the Spanish uh, people, maybe the Spanish team just had like a, had a better, uh, more time, man. We, we've been recording for like 20 minutes and we're barely getting to the top 10. Jesus Christ. All right. We should put like a little timestamp. Like, okay, you want us to go straight into the list, go to 20 minutes in. Christ. Um, all, right. all right, man. You want to start? You want to kick uh, start the top uh, 10? Sure. No, I number 10 is uh, Tarzan. Tarzan. Yeah. Uh, right. Again, a great fun film. Um, great story. Awesome music. Phil Collins didn't have to go that hard. As a child, I recognized this song, Slap. He did it um, for us. He, he did. He did it for us. Well, also that song um, was uh, "String." No, Son of Man. Heart. No, Son no, of no. Man. Yeah. That song, I have never found myself going back to a song at most random moments in my life more than that song, uh, possibly. Just because it's so odd, but also it hits, and it's it's so emotionally and it's so emotional and heartfelt. And Tarzan is the purest of beings. If nothing else, he teaches men corrupt men. Because if we're left out to our own devices, we're seemingly good people. Tarzan, he's selfless. All he does is love his clan. He wants to live up to Kerchak, his his father figure. He saves him from a goddamn jaguar, which I'm sorry, I didn't know we were that badass that we could take on a jaguar in hand-to-hand combat. Um, but Tarzan is just a great, fun film, and I do find myself going back to rewatch it. I'm going to say it. What? It's better in Spanish. You know, you know what else? It's it, it's it's really cool about the soundtrack that what? you know who sang the songs in Spanish? No, Phil Collins. Really, Phil Collins sang the soundtrack in English, Italian, German, Spanish, and French. Like I mean, he redubbed the the soundtrack in all those languages. I mean, I guess when you're filthy rich, you can afford to be taught every language. <laughs> those wacky Canadians always <laughs> with their things. Uh, no, no, yeah, Tarzan goes hard, and the soundtrack also goes hard. And yeah, Son of Man, I'm gonna steal one of your lines, but I, I work out to that song. Right, it's good, and it sucks because like I'm running, and then I, I just start going like Son of Man, na 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 na. Like I, it, it distracts me. It's not, it's not good. I should take it out of my playlist. What, what's that song? Um, I wanna know. Da, 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 can you, can show? you show me? Strangers no. like me. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. One. Strangers like me is the song I go back to listen to randomly. Oh, okay. No, I, I like Son of Man. It's a romantic song. I, I, you'll, I, I, you'll be I in my be. heart. is also really good. Yeah. That one's also great. You know, yeah. as a kid though, I didn't real. I thought his parents just like died randomly. I didn't realize the jaguar murdered them. 
oh yeah he, he murdered them hard i didn't realize that when i was a kid i was older i was like oh fuck this is dark <laughs> yeah early disney goes goes dark man it does oh, man. All, right. all right so, so you're number 10 my number 10 is a little movie called the secret of kells and it is hmm. an irish studio called cartoon saloon and this was their first movie so they're by a director named tom moore and it is a movie that is based a lot of uh, on irish uh, mythology irish folklore and it is but at its core it's you can watch it for like the themes of irish mythology you can watch it for like the themes of like religious uh, obstruction and war or you can just watch it as a story of this little boy who has to work at this monastery and has and lives in a in a city that's like closed up by walls hasn't been to the outside and he meets this little forest spirit named ashling and they they form they, they form a really cute friendship uh you can watch it as that or you can watch it as like um a really dark uh story this animation studio got, was heavily inspired by samurai jack and you can really tell because it's too deep but it feels gigantic you know it feels like you know it, it can go any at, at at any sequence uh the characters are great the voice acting is great the, the most famous person who does a voice is uh i forgot his name but he's the actor that plays mad eye moody in the harry potter movies i know um, who you're talking about yeah so he voices like uh he's he's caretaker brendan's caretaker and the secret of kills goes hard the, the score is great the animation is freaking wonderful it's a movie that was released in i think 2008 2009 2009 and looks like it could have been made today that's what i love about 2d animation it straight up does not age um and it's lovely man I, i'm so glad more, more people are discovering it because this studio has gone has gone on to do uh, a, a wonderful things they they, they did uh they did Wolf Walkers. They did the Song of the Sea. They did, did the Breadwinner. They did all the all the digital world scenes in Bell. Uh, so this this studio is thriving. It's going forward. The only thing is that every time they release a movie, Pixar tends to release a masterpiece. So they always lose the Oscar to them. The year that <laughs> the year that this movie came out, uh, Up came out. Uh, the last movie, Wolf Walkers, came out the same year as Soul. So it's it's hard. It's it, it, it's a hard day for them but they do wonderful <laughs> movies yeah what's up uh, no I, I was gonna say just imagine like i can imagine how frustrating that would be like every fucking time yeah like you work on something so hard i'm just thinking about it, like man we busted our ass on this and these fuckers come out with up and <laughs> full. Yeah. like that sucks i feel bad for them yeah man. i'm sorry i do me too. Uh, but the Secret of Kells is lovely. It's it's the movie that for a long time it was my my wallpaper on on everything on my PC on my on my phone and everything. I love the Secret of Kells and uh, it's great. If you haven't seen it, definitely check it out because it's wonderful. So yeah, that's my number ten, the Secret of Kells. Hmm. I'm surprised. Wasn't that your number one one year also? No, I'm pretty sure it, it was very it, high it, up. I remember that it came out in 2009. So I don't think. Don't think i've discussed it before or maybe it was in like your top 10 favorite films of all time because i you yeah. discussed the secret of chaos so the fact that it's so high on your top 10 i'm really curious to see what else comes out it's aged wonderfully i'll tell you that yeah uh i believe it um yeah all right so number nine my number nine is a film you know fantastic mr fox Ooh, nice it's just so nice. stupid but it's it's happy go lucky it, it's positive it's just it's such a dumb movie 
but it's that dumb quirkiness uh, of of uh, Paul. Is it Paul Thomas Anderson or is it CW? No, it's uh, it's Wes Anderson. Wes Anderson. I'm sorry. Yeah, it's, it's the stupidness of Wes Anderson, like his weird, quirky films that have these weird, like uh, feeling to them. Yeah, but uh, it's it's fun. It's it so is, fun. Yeah, it's fun. It's dumb. It's it has all these little quotable things. Hey, you cussing? Stop cussing! I'm cuss cuss. Like like weird yeah. things that just work, and these scraggly little foxes that shouldn't work, but they do. And then these weird fight scenes. And this weird satisfying moment where the bully gets his and, and all this other stuff. It's just it's about a lot of things. Yeah. It shouldn't work, but it does. Also, it's it's a strange story about capitalism and how like men are rich men are monsters, which I mean they are. <laughs> As a man who aspires to be rich someday, hopefully hopefully I'll break that goddamn stereotype. Um <laughs> Because I plan on getting rich off the rollback, as we all know. We will be financially <laughs> successful from this. Someday I will feed my kids all of this. Anyway, enough <laughs> of the sarcasm. Um, yeah, I just it's it's a real fun movie. I don't watch it as I don't find myself going to rewatch it as often as some other films on this list. But whenever I do, like it drowns out all the all the outside noise. Absolutely. So for me, not yeah. my number nine, the Fantastic Mr. Fox. It's also great for like both kids and adults. And uh, I think if you want, if, I feel like if you show, if, if you show, if you had a kid that you've only fed them like Disney movies, th- if they watch this, they're going to latch onto it and they'll be like, what is this? This is new. This is weird. This is interesting. I like it. Also, I love the score. Freaking love the score. And uh, one of my favorite lines is when, uh, when Mr. Fox is talking to Mrs. Fox and he goes, uh, he goes, uh, oh, you know, don't, don't, don't. Don't be nervous, you know. I've been, I've been catching rabbits since, since since I was a kid. But then he like he grabs her. And he goes like, "By the way, you look absolutely beautiful. Maybe it's the light." <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> like shit, like that. Like who thinks yeah. of that? Like, but, maybe it's but, the light. <laughs> but also, like you gotta imagine, like how much of a pain in the ass. Like I imagine that wasn't in the script, or if it was, he plans out his his uh, dialogue very well. Because yeah. because uh, you can't rift. In, in in most animated films you can't like you have to stick to the script it's really hard yeah yeah so like the fact that they were able to riff like oh shit that's yeah. different maybe they recorded yeah. the audio first that'd be the smart thing actually yeah i think that i think that they do that now more often hmm. um so it works all right so that's your number nine right yes sir my number nine is i don't know if I, I don't know if i've talked to you about this i don't know if you've seen it but it's a little movie called wolf children I think you've mentioned it. I think I think I have. So same director, so director Mamoru Hosoda. He's the same director who did a Bell. Um, this was his second or third movie, and it is a freaking masterpiece. Okay, so Wolf Children is the story of this young college student uh, called Hannah who meets this boy in a class, and they start talking. They start going out. He's kind of mysterious. He's kind of odd. Uh, but he's very nice, and they they find themselves having a really lovely romance. And then it turns out that he's a werewolf. And then it turns out that they get together. They have two kids. And one night the the dad goes, I'm going to go get us some food and and, and I'll be back. He gets killed. And now Hannah is by herself raising these two kids who not only are children, but they're werewolf children. (laughs) Okay. Wait, so like they transform into werewolves like three times a month. Am I right? 
No, so they can they can pretty much like they go back and forth. They, oh. they don't. Yeah. So yeah. So she has to raise them, and this is why anime is sometimes better to tell a certain kind of story, because Hannah is like nineteen, twenty years old, and she she has no idea how, how to raise kids, and she never complains. She never quits and she never thinks, you know what? I'll, I'll just leave them. Like if this was a movie done in the U S and if it was live action, there would be like at least a scene where she would like leave them in a ditch and like leave and then be like, Oh, I can't leave them. I have to go back and get them. Like never. Hannah is one of my favorite characters in all of animation because she's so strong. She never gives up and she never sees like, Oh, I'm tired. Like I'm, I'm quitting. Like, and you see her suffer. You see her go through this stress, but she always, she does it with pleasure because she loves these children. And these two children are wonderful. Ama and Yuki are, uh, are great because when they're kids, uh, the girl wants to be normal. She wants to be like a human. And then he wants to be, no, 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 it's, it's the opposite. Like, like, like she's kind of like wild and he wants, he's shy. He, he doesn't want to like, go and, and, and people to, to, to see them. But then the more that they grow up, she wants to be more normal. He wants to be more of an animal. And, oh God, like everything that they go through, like uh, there's, there's a great funny little scene where uh, one of the kids starts to like throw up because they ate something that, that they shouldn't have, which, you know, children do. And, uh, and so you have Hannah like carrying them like outside and she goes through the street and she sees like two, two businesses. Like one is a veterinarian, one is a, one is a uh, pediatrician. And she's like, <laughs> like, where do I go? <laughs> and, and it's great because like things just start to go wrong for her. Like, like she's in this apartment and the kids, they, 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 they start howling and they, they, they come knocking on the door like, Hey, you can't have dogs. And she's like, I don't have dogs. They're like, we hear the howling. Um, and then they, they start knocking on the door like, hey, you haven't vaccinated your kids? Because it's like, well, they don't need to. They're wolves. <laughs> like, so there's like so much that happens and we see them grow up and we see them like go through all this story. And it is one of the most, this movie has one of the most cathartic endings. And it, it cemented Hosoras as one of my favorite uh, uh, animated directors. And Wolf Children is, is wonderful it's a story about strength. It's a story about love. It's a story about a mother's love to her children. And I, I adore it. I tend to go back to it every time that I can. And that's my number nine. It's uh, wolf children. Oh, they look cute. They're so cute. They look adorable. Yeah. Oh, so yeah. So that's, that's my number nine. Wolf children. Very nice. I like the, I like the difference in that. Um, yeah. Let's see. Number nine is, I'm sorry. My number eight. My number eight is a film about scoundrels, about gangsters. My number eight film is a film about two deviants who managed to con their way into the richest city on the planet and come out on the other side better for it. The Road to El Dorado. Ooh. <laughs> nice. nice. Yeah, okay. do, do, uh, was this on your list or no? It was on my honorable mentions. <clears throat> Gotcha. No, yeah. So the road to El Dorado. I love this film. I this film hit. I saw when I was a kid, and I just remember thinking, "There's a world of adventure out there." Like this was one of the first films that made me go, "Like I can." Obviously, I'm older now, but like, there's still mysteries like to look for. There's still adventures to be had. This film showed me that. Um, and these two guys, their attitude, their their moments, their their chemistry with each other, but also their jokes. 
their attitudes, you know, uh, one wants to be a better man, you know, like let's be an inspirational to them. On the other side, the other guy's like, dude, let's just grab the gold and fucking run. Like we should not be here. You understand both sides. Yeah. The Jaguar God is genuinely a terrifying monster. I had the fucking toy. That's how much I like this film. I had the goddamn toy. Um, but just a fun overall film. Uh, great music. The trail we blaze, like just like every all, like all these all these uh, animated films that I've loved have at least one song that makes me go like, damn. Um, the Hotel Dorado again, another film. I don't find myself rewatching it often, but when I do, I escape back to when I was younger. It fills me with optimism. You know, I, I remember Little Eddie being like, "Oh my god, I can go on adventures," and Big Eddie's like, "A lot less than you thought, but we can." <laughs> Yeah, uh, but yeah, uh, that's that's gonna be my number. Eight. I'm sorry if they're so short. It's just like they're just happy movies. Like I don't have to yeah, like, uh, yeah. like like break them down. It's just like this is great. Like I like this. Yeah. Also, um, better in Spanish. All right, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna start taking shots every single time you say it's better in Spanish. I'll <laughs> die of alcohol poisoning. You'll have to find a new co-host. You you know what is really good about Delta? Uh, the, the, you, well, you, you mentioned the songs, but like animated wise like it's aged wonderfully like it it combined a lot of 2d and cgi and it, it doesn't look bad it looks really oh, good. Yeah. yeah yeah totally um shell was one of my first animated crushes i was as, as a kid uh fair yeah uh all right so we said eight right yes number eight my uh, number eight is another anime movie and it is, this is a little uh, hard to, to explain because it's technically a continuation to, um, to a show. Mm-hmm. So it's a show and then they, they, they did a movie based on one of the longest arcs. And it is, and I shit you not, it is the longest animated film of all time. Clocking it at 162 minutes. That's 2.7 hours. I'm talking about the disappearance of Haruhi Susumiya. Okay. It is the longest animated film of all time. Like American and Japanese, all of them. This is the longest animated feature that, that there is. And you can feel it because it, it hits a hard weight. So what is the disappearance of Haruhi Susumiya? It is a mystery. It is a movie that, uh, well, the show is about this, this group of teens and they have a club in high school that they pretty much used to, uh, it's, a, it's, it's a group of teenagers and they look for aliens and ghosts and espers and things like that. So you know how some kids have like after school clubs where they play chess or they do coding or something? Yeah. They look for, for uh, paranormal stuff. Um, but the only reason that they, but here's the catch. The main character, well, not the main character, but like the central character is this girl named Haruhi Sumiya. She is God. She is the reincarnation of God. Like she, like her mood decides what happens to the universe. And our main character, his name is Kion. It's this boy who she meets in school. And he is our narrator. He's our voice of reason. And he's kind of like the person that, you know, he's the only person that can calm her down and like level her. Yeah. So they, so they need, so he needs to, she said, she's unaware of all this. And he's the one that needs to like be there and be like, okay, you know, chill because you know you kind of you're rearranging, you know, the fucking universe. Yeah. Um, and so she drags him into all these adventures, and he kind of has to like unwillingly go because he's the only one that can level her. And everyone else in the club 
are one of them is is a computer program one of them is a time traveler one of them is an esper like they're all the things that she's looking for but they're all kind of there to like keep her controlled okay and the show is about this it's just their daily adventures on like she wakes up one day and she's like i want to make a movie and they're all like okay i guess we're making a fucking movie today because you know we got to keep her calm yeah is that the one where you told me one of the seasons is like the entire season is based on one day and every episode to the same yes. day I remember it's you telling me about that. Endless eight. Yeah. 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 That's it's eight episodes of just the same shit over and over and over. Yeah. So that's like the previous arc. And then this is the disappearance of Harahisumiya. It's a 2.7 hour long movie of like Kion one day being like, I'm so fucking tired of her. I don't want to hear about her again. I'm so tired of, of like dealing with her. And the next day he wakes up and she's nowhere to be found. And his life is normal and his school is normal. And he freaks the fuck out. And the whole movie is just him trying to find her, accepting that, 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 you know, her being a part of his life is important. And it's just, this movie came out, I think, in 2011, 2012, and it has also not aged a day. The animation is wonderful. The, the great thing about making animated uh, anime movies based on shows is that they usually get a better budget. So... The movie looks amazing. Uh, it's it's trippy. It's visually very very appealing. The, the voice work, both in Japanese and in English, in the English dub, are great. Um, there's really nothing to dislike. Um, it, it it really cannot be seen without watching the show, which is which which is the only bad part. But man, it's a trip, and I love going go, go, going back to it. You know, so uh, I don't want to like. Um, I will explain it because I feel, I feel like I made my point, but I love the disappearance of Haruhi Sumiya. And, you know, it's kind of sad that it's the last piece of media that we got from, 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 from that team, consider that there are more stories to be told about them. There's more manga, there's more, uh, there's more light novels, but this was a great way to go out because it's great. Also the music is great. Um, so yeah, if you haven't had your, your, your share of Haruhi Sumiya, uh, this is, this will fill it. If, you, if you've seen the show and you like it and you want more, this will give you more. Also, it's a great Christmas movie. It's um, a Christmas film? It's a Christmas movie, yeah. So, okay. Yeah. Do they sell Christmas in Japan? They do, yeah. Hmm. Do they have Christmas yeah. trees and all that jazz? They, they have Christmas cakes. That sounds delicious. I would love to try a Christmas cake. I would be too, uh, but yeah. So that's uh, that's my number eight. It's it's probably the, the weirdest one on my list. So yeah, it's fair. We have odd ones. Yeah, um, this one right. is a film that I think gets. Sorry, we're on to number seven. Am I right? Number seven. Yeah. Uh, so number seven. Uh, this is a film I feel like does not get anywhere near as much love as it deserves. I think it's it's unfortunate that it doesn't get enough love. Um, such a positive message for a film. Have you ever heard of a little movie called Robots? I have, yeah. Yeah, starring uh, one Mr. Hewan McGregor, uh, also uh, flanked by Mr. Robin Williams. Also, Mel Brooks, shockingly enough, he plays Big Will, but uh, that's going off. So, okay, this film is so much fun, and it's so important. It teaches a great lesson. Rodney Copperbottom, the little bot that could, the little dreamer, a lesson very important to teach the kids dream big. Yeah. Um, you know, he decides he wants to be an inventor. He wants to be a fixer. He wants to 
to make the world a better place for all robots. What's more pure than that, man? And he goes to the big city and it chews him up and it spits his ass out within the first five minutes of him being there. Yeah. Um, and he, he decides like, no, I need to do, I'm going to help people in any way that I can. While all these robots, hey, either you upgrade or you get killed, which somehow that's okay, but that's fucking overthinking it. Um, he, d- he starts repairing bots. He starts helping people. He, his idle big weld has gone missing. So it's like, see a need, fill a need. Like, I'm going to be the one to help them. You know, what is more admirable than that? You know, stepping up to the plate. And when he inevitably meets Big Weld, he, when he finally does, and Big Weld's just saying, like, you know, oh, we, like, he, he's given up. Rodney calls him out on it. You know, he says, yeah. you were my hero. You're my idol growing up. And now you're just here while bots out there are being outmoded? Yeah. Like, fine. The, we'll do it without you. Like, come on. What, what yeah. more do you need than that? And then you know, this comically over-the-top villain that has mommy issues he even says it like oh my god i'm just like my mother god he's he's one of the funniest movie villains i will say that like he's great it, it's so weird but i love it uh um, yeah we, we just have so much uh so much uh good Charm, yeah. this film. so much positivity again i love that that's what kids need but also a push towards following your dreams and trying to to do better this kid trying to make not only trying to do right but also trying to make his family proud uh, you see everything his father and his mother sacrificed for him to have a better chance. This kid grows up, used parts, spare parts, you know, nothing's new, yeah. nothing shiny, working class kid who's able to retire his parents. You know, Big World even comes up and says, like, you know, I'm proud to tell you that Rodney is now my apprentice and will someday become my successor. Yeah. Like this kid went to the big city and found his dream and was able to do something positive. I yeah. found myself rewatching this movie very recently when I was filling out a uh, job. Well, not recently, a while back yeah. and I was filling out job applications and it was just like, it filled me with such like, there is still hope in this world and there it's is, an animated yeah. film, but it's just, it's still good and it's still funny and it still holds up. Yeah. Um. So that's, that's going to be my number seven. Yeah. Seven mm-hmm. robots. 